Okay, so just to continue from yesterday's stuff, so today's stuff is stuff Chafbet, and we we were looking at the debate of whether whether it's Tevel's battle Barov, and I didn't actually explain the debate to you properly then, because why shouldn't he battle Barov? Like all Isurim usually battle with this Doraita Barov. Anyway, that was a machlok we first up in Rabbi Yochanan Resh Lakish. Now, why is Rabbi Yochanan says Ein Tevel battle Barov, and this relates to what <laughs> and what we saw apparently in Sechta Um and that is the reason. The reason is, I'll just this, what I have on the screen here is basically a copy straight from Machayim, and it says Tani Mikayvan Shenatan Datola Frish Nistaima Kochitav Chitimim Komo. Since you want to you want to be Mafrish, the table it's if it's Makom is Nikar. What does that mean? Here's the Perush. Perush Delo Amratorli Batel Elahecha Sheinu Chalaberet Eisur. Meaning, when do we say the Isur is Batel? When you cannot discern the Isur. Because if you can see where the Isur is and you can pick it out, for example, then all then it's nothing. You can't rely on bit. There's no Concept of bittel then it's not really mixed up together, so therefore truma. But here, what you can do, the truma itself, you can mafrish truma for Therefore, since you can effectively metaken the isu that's inside it, it's as if the isu is not mixed in. It's as if, according to Rabbi Yochanan, if it's still discernible. Meaning, it's as if you can pick it out from the mixture. That's what it's saying. That's what Rabbi Yochanan says, Okay, that's Machloket. Okay, whereas Rabbi Shimon Hakki says, well, where is it? Okay, I don't care how luckily I can pull it out and attack in it. He'll say, I guess, no, where is it? It's not there. You can't discern it. It's fine. It should be Batabarov. Okay, so in yesterday's shear, what we saw towards the end of the shear, this was talking about the case where someone took some uh, some dough and it's going to mafish from it the holech. And we said that one can mafrish from it um, all the way uh, until you uh, fill it up, if you like, make the whole dough becomes challah. So again, what's the motivation for this? You want to ensure, you know, in a house where there's tumor and things like that involved, and you want to ensure the challah you're giving to the corn vitara. So you separate a certain amount, so you assign, I should say, a certain amount of dough. And as you're producing dough, you're, you're, you keep on allocating the, the challah I'm required to separate as it, it, that it's in that dough and slowly fill it up. And we said... That one second, this seems to be a proof according to Rabbi Yochanan, that ain't tevel batiborov. Because as soon as you filled up half of the, that chala, again, theoretically filled it up and called half of that dough chala, the minority's tevel should be batel. So Rabbi Shimon Menachish said then, no, we're talking about Baroshem. Roshem literally means, means you mark it off. But we said, again, we said yesterday, Rabbi it doesn't have to literally mark it off. You just say towards the north part. And since it's a fixed year every time, it's as if you're there's not a mixture now, and, you have, and therefore you don't have to worry about the Tevel minority being battled the robber the Khalibri assigned. That's what we left yesterday. So we say, um, So we're going to bring a proof. And this is the mission as follows. Now, what's this case? This is a case if we saw him back in Masech the Damai, where someone wanted to separate Truma and Truma Maisa at the same time. Well, let's say this a while back now. So, I'm reading from the Mishnah here. You take basically uh, a one thirty-three and a third, okay? And you say one one hundredth of which it is this. That is considered chulin. So, what you're doing is you take a small portion of that of the tevel and you say, well. Uh, part of it I'm leaving to be chulin. And that's besad chulin. That's besad the rest of the Maeser Ishon. But I'm not, I haven't called it that yet because the first thing I have to separate is Truma Gadola, which is approximately 150th. Okay? That's our, you know, that's our two, two, two parts of that 
three parts that I've, uh, that I've taken out. That's what I call it that. And then what you say, and then you, and then you after that you say, oh, and now that other part is a continuum. And you said that remaining part is now next to Maisa. Usha Maisa Samuch, and the rest of Maisa is near it. And Zeshet is in Maisa, so true up Maisa Allah. Okay, and that remaining little bit that I separate to the side that I haven't really designated yet, now I can designate it as being Trumat Maiser. And therefore, in one swoop, I've ensured that I've taken Trumat Gdola and Trumat Maiser in, in the same go. However, what's interesting here is that we are being what? We are being Roshem. We're saying the part to that side is Trumat Gdola and the remaining is nothing. Uh, well, not nothing yet. And then eventually, in the next stage, you call you turn that into Trumat Maiser. Now, why is it you are being Roshem? Well, it seems to be the reason why you're being Roshem is because you don't want the remaining Tevel that I want to later make Trumat Maiser to be but in the Trumat Gadola that, that I make in the first stage. You hear? So therefore, you see, you can see Tevel can be Bata Barov. That seems to be supporting uh, Rebbe Shimon. Rebbe Shimon says Tevel is Bata Barov. So once again, what am I doing in this, when I'm trying to take Trumat Maiser and, 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 and um Sorry, Truma Gdola and Truma Mason, one go. I'm taking out enough for both of them. But in the process of doing so, when I'm making all the declarations in Afrasha, I'm still assigning which side, which parts of it that are going to be Truma Gdola and which part is going to be Truma Mason in the next phase of, you know, declaration. And the assumption is, the reason why I have to say that, rather than saying, oh, two parts of it is, is Truma Gdola, another part is, is going to be uh, Truma Mason in a later phase, the reason why I have to Roshem is because I'm scared that the, that after I've made the first, in the first stage, the, the majority of that Truma Gdola, the remaining is going to be Batel. Okay? That's, again, it appears to be a proof. So, and it says, Leizer Devar Hushu Messiah. Why being Messiah there? Lo Kadesh Yibatel Barov. Isn't it because I'm scared that it won't be Batel Barov? Sam Ravid Sakleza, no. Shalo Ye Omer Trumat Keri Hazer Vezer Bazer. Now, what's this talking about? Read your says, no, the reason why I need, to, I need to say, you know, that part over there is going to be a Truma Gadol and that part's going to be left so I can make a Truma Mesa is because I've got a different problem. He says, I'll read it. He says, I'll read it. Because I'm concerned it's going to be like another case. The other case is where someone says, Truma So I've got, for example, and, and that wouldn't work. That's the case, Perush. Yeshalam Lav Shtekrim. I've got two piles. The Omer Alachad Mehem, you say one of them, Truma Takeriazer, the Truma for that pile, pile A, is Bitsfono Badruma. I'm designating where it is, where it's going to be. Fine. But Truma Takerisham Sheni, and the second pile, which is all the Tevel, I'm going to designate the Truma Gadola to be in pile A. So effectively, what am I doing? I'm separating more from pile A to satisfy, satisfy B. However, important in this case is that aval lo kavala makom, meaning when I said the truma gadola of my of pile A, I said it let's for no. But then I said when it's for pile B will be in A. I just said B will be in A, but I didn't say where it was going to be. What's wrong with that? We didn't say hey chantachul, and therefore lo chala truma mishum demas to mishne hishnuya peregimul to truma the truma halacha gimel to truma tzalach dikbar makom. Okay, so now what's the issue with that case by saying oh, I don't want B to be in A is because when I separate from I have to what's called Messiah Makon. I have to designate, I have to know exactly where the truma is going to be. Oh, okay. So therefore, what Rabbi Yochanan could say, that's what Rabbi Yitzhak is saying, it's not a good proof. 
He says, Rabbi Yochanan could say that mission to my, why do I have to say the Truma Gdolas here and the other, and the, and the remainder, which is going to be um, Truma Mesa's over there, is because when I separate Truma in general, I have to what's called Messiah Makom. Not because I'm scared of bits of the rob. It's a different technical requirement within the laws of Truma. Okay? That's what he's saying. However, yeah, Reb Chaim goes in more detail, but I think you get the point. Let's continue. So Chazar Reb Yitzhak Baralaza, he says, actually, that's not a good chia. That's why. This whole kash we're trying to bring is to support Reb Lakish in the face of Reb Yochanan. And Reb Yochanan's got a different pshat in that mission in Demai. Because Reb Yochanan says, What does that mean? Are Reb Chaim again? Says Lo Amran Kum, he says Velo Reb Yochanan who Baloch Yacham Tarp Reb Yochanan in the Mishnah Demai. Vichi Amat Trumat Akri Beze Hazeh Beze Bazeh. In the case we just said, the two piles are in one. Beze Reb Yochanan he desvirly dechala Truma to Amar Leel etc etc. Other words, saying Makom Shnit Truma. Let me just get to the point. He says Makom Shnit Truma Mishum de Truma Tasheni Nami Batato Dikvor Etzel Truma Rishon. In other words, that would effectively sounds like it would work. Because when I'm saying the pile B is going to be by the truma of pile A, Nami Bedatalikbo Etzel Truma Rishon, because the dart is I want the truma from pile B to also be towards the north next to the truma already assigned from the pile A. Because obviously I want them to be together, so I can take them both together and give it to the coin. Even if I didn't say Be'ezimakom, even if I didn't say ooh to the north. Etzel Truma Rishon, Kovea Truma, it's still good. Why? As long as I said, again, the case of, you know, where, where Pal A is going to be in Pal B, as long as I'm saying it's uh, by the first Truma, that's enough. I don't have to also say that the Truma for Pal B is to the north of Truma, of Pal A. Now, let's get to the, the, the core of what's going on so we can understand Sfara. And that is Mishum de Taimed de Binan. This is the, this is the, Clincher. Why do I need Kviat Makom? Why do I need to say the Trum is to the north or the south? Not because I need to know where the Trum is, but rather, Nikarim, because this relates to what we talked about a few days ago, that I need to know what isn't Truma. Okay? Anything that's not around the, uh, the the first trauma that I've um, associated that I've already designated is also is going to be a chulin. Hilkach gimel. So therefore, back to our mishnah in demai, which is our proof. When he takes gimel, I feel a lock of makom. Even if you do kviyak makom, it'd still be fine. Belton gimel. Chala truma would work. The kol shekava mihashu botan gimel kviyat makomu l'Rabbi Yochanan. Dahachi nami sharanik karim shekola kri shechulinu. Okay, let me explain it outside. In other words, we try to say that. Okay, let's go through the, the steps of the machloket again because this is a. I, I, I need to. I'm trying to give it over in one go so it's clear. In other words, Rish Lakish's proof can come from Demai. In other words, if I'm trying to take Truma Tmeser and Truma Gdola in one go, what do I do? I separate a sufficient amount for both of them. And I simply say, and I also almost designate this part's Truma Gdola, aside from the part over there that's going to be Truma Tmeser when I get to that stage and then call it Truma Tmeser. So we seem to say, oh, why is it that you had to Messiah Makom? Like Messiah Makom? Because I'm scared of Bittel. 
Because when I call a Truma Gdola, Truma Gdola will be in the Rav, and the table that remained that I want to turn into Truma Mesa will be Batel. Then we said, no, 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 Rabbi Yitzhak said, don't bring that as a proof. Why? Because with Truma, you have to Messiah Makom. You always have to designate exactly where Truma is. That's why you said that the that part is going to be Truma Gdola, and that part that's remaining is going to eventually be Truma Mesa. Not because of Betel. But then the Gemara says, no, this is Shita Rabbi Yochanan. Why does Rabbi Yochanan assume Messiah Makom? Not because I need to know where the truma is, but I need to know where the truma isn't. Meaning, I need to know where the shiraim is. But in this situation, when I'm taking everything out, which is going to be truma gedol and truma meiser, I know exactly what the shiraim is. It's everything that's left over that I haven't separated. So I don't need to messiah makom for what's a truma gedol and what's a truma meiser because I know where the chulin, the chulin is that which is remaining. So therefore, it must be why I'm a messiah makom. Why am I saying that the truma is, you know, the truma dollar is th- these two parts and the and uh, and the part that's over there is Kulin now or Tevel now and is eventually going to be true at Maiser? It must be because I'm scared of it. will be Batal Barov. Okay? So it ends up in Davka being a good proof to, at least at this stage, like Rebbe Shimon Lakish, that Tevel can be Batal Barov. Okay? Let's say someone takes a pumpkin and he's being mafrish on it, meaning he's assigning his trumot in the pumpkin for other pumpkins he has gradually. So eventually it's going to fill up and become truma, as we said. Okay. Um, but as he's going on, he has to mark off where truma is. That's the very review. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel says, No, loket umechashef kamochuhulamud. Uh, in other words, he doesn't have to mark off where it is. He, has to, he just has to know that there's enough tevel remaining. He hasn't filled up the pumpkin completely to be fully truma. He doesn't have to mark off that the truma's up to this point, up to this point, up to this point, right? Or left, right, up, down, whichever way you want to do it. So, having by Meimar, the assumption is there, mandama ad kan truma, vad kan truma, the shit that says you have to mark it off. Why is he marking it off? Because of the same classic problem, tevel batabarov. Uman da amar loketo mechashev, the one that she, the shit says you don't have to mark it off. You just keep a a log in your mind in terms of have I filled this pumpkin up and called it all truma yet? Well, you know, the reason why you don't have to worry about marking it off is because why? Because it's not batabarov. So amar revi amar revi amar revi no. What's he saying? He's saying that no, really, you don't have to mark it off bichlav. Everyone agrees that Tevel is not Batarov. Okay? Why do I need, why according to we should mark it off? That's for a different reason. I'll read Reb Chaim Shi'im HaKohen Bali told Truma, because if a coin's going to come along, what you do is simply cut off the part that you've marked off so you can give it to him straight away. If you don't mark off which part is Truma, you can't give it to the coin because it's all it's a mixture of Truma and Tevel together. That's why that's why he's saying you know what you should do you should mark it off so if a coin comes to your door you can give it to it. If the coin comes to your door you can lop it off the path of truma and give it to it. But Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel says lo chayish lazer. Rabbi Shimon ben says no I don't need to worry about marking it off. Is because I don't need chayish the coin comes. The in chayik that not mechuyev to give it to the coin yet. I can just simply wait till it all fills up and give it to him. In other words, what appeared to be a machloka between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi, we thought it's got to do with you know, if you're mafrish for on this dalat, whether I need to roshem or not, we thought it had to do, had to do with the issue of Batabarov. 
But it seems to be an issue that's completely different. If a coin comes to your door, you're mechuv to give them the trumots that you've already separated. Couldn't review you are. So therefore, to get out of this problem, you must be Roshem on the pumpkin. So you know that bottom part, or the part you've marked up to, is truma, so you can give it to the coin straight away. Because if not, the whole thing could, would be considered a mixture of truma and tevel. Whether Shimon Bagamia says, I don't care if it's a mixture of, mixture of truma and tevel. It's not batel, number one. And number two, and number three, to give it to the coin until if it's all filled up, once it's all filled up and the whole thing's truma, then I can then I have to give it to him. Okay, let's continue. Hayat sarichli trum arba v'chamisha Let's say you've got this big store, this bore of wine. Misha says, what, and you have to separate four barrels worth of truma. What do you do? What you do is, according to Rabshim you take out one and say, Hareze truma. Take the next one, put on the side, you know, Hareze truma, put on the side. Do it five times. But Rebbe says, What you do, you simply take all the jugs out. So this is a machloket here. Again, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says you do a chad echad, and Rabbi says ma'alet kulam. So the havamina is what? Havum by ma'amar, manda amamalet arishona al pi habor. According to Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, once I've done one out, then I can already call it truma. That must be ein hatevel, shinro girsi here, ein hatevel batel baro. It must be that they, they were not concerned that tevel be batel baro. Why? Because again, I have to separate five barrels, okay? Once I've taken three out, that means that the remainder is what? Is a majority mutukan. That means the minority would be would be tevel. So it sounds like, according to his shit, I'm not concerned that the minority, which is tevel, will be batabarov. I'm not concerned at all, because tevel ain't no batabarov. That's the assumption. The assumption is the reason why I can call it truma one barrel at a time, because there's no problem of being truma batabarov. However, Umanda Amar Ma'alekulan, the shit that says no, you've got to take them all out, Al Piabor, it must be the concern is Hatevel Bataburov. The reason is because I can't take out one at a time, because once I've taken three, the tevel that remaining will be in the minority, and it's Bataburov. So therefore I have to do, I have to take out all the truma I need in one go and call all of it truma and, and call, call it all the truma so that everything's metaken in one go. That's the assumption. Once again, so here we see another. Uh, the Havamin of the Gemara, if you like, is that the Machlok Ben Shimon Gamliel and Rebbe is whether Tebel is Batel Barov. Okay, let's continue. Rebbe Avau B'Shem Rebbe Yochanan, he says, no, that's not what the debate's about. You've got it completely wrong. It says, Hekef B'Neihun. What's Hekef? When I have Mafresh Trum, I have to do Mafresh Trum, what's called Minamukaf, I have to do it from close proximity. What is considered blow of close proximity uh, uh, or not? So Manda Mamale Kulaan, the shit that says I've got to take them all in I, I can take them all in one go. Af al piabor, that's considered Toraminamukaf. Meaning despite the fact that barrels the barrel's still not in the uh, in the airspace of the bore and it's on the side, that's fine. That's still Minamukaf. So I can take them all out in one go. However, Manda Amamalea Tirishona, the one that says I have to take it one at a time, and every time I t- start taking one out, I call it truma. That is because ain't Torah Minamukaf. Because if I'm going to be taking and putting on the side, then it's not going to be said Minamukaf. Meaning it has to be, the Rebbe Chaim explains it, the barrel itself has to be within airspace of the bore to be considered Minamukaf, to be in close proximity and to call it truma. Therefore, I can't take them all out because once they're on the side, it's not Minamukaf. It's too far away. I can't call it truma. So therefore, as I'm slowly taking them out, after a barrel one that's still in the airspace, I call it truma, put it on the side. Next, and put it on the side. In other words, once again, what appeared to be a debate between Shimon and Gamla Rebbe, whether Tevel is Batel Barov, 
The Gemara is saying, no, it's completely not related to that at all. It's considered whether it's minamuka, what's considered minamukaf or not. Okay. However, Rabbi Shmuel said, Rabbi Yahweh Rabbi Yochanan says, is machlif. He actually said it's the other way around. Meaning, manda ma'ale at Rishon al piyabot to reminamukaf, or manda amma ma'ale kulan al piyabot to reminamukaf. So, what's he saying now? In other words, he, he says, the first way we understood is that we understood that Rebbe said you can take them all out in one go. That is because we said that even if it's on the side, it's considered minamukaf. That's why you can just take them out in one go. I don't have to be machmir and call it trum while it's still in the airspace. What Shmuel has now presented, he says, no, actually, Rebbe is the more machmir shita. He says, even within the airspace of the board, it's not considered minamukaf. And therefore, whether it's on the side or within the airspace, it won't make a difference. And therefore, since a kevan she'ain biadol, this is a quote from Chaim on the sheet, kevan she'ain biadol since I can't mafish minamukaf anyway, then uh, what difference does it make? I might as well take them all out and put them on the side and do our frasha that way, which is an interesting thing, because you, you think being, being Torah minamukaf is a marker, but he says, I've got no solution to be to mafish minamukaf, so therefore I might as well take them all outside and put them on the side. However, what happened is Amar Rebbe Zira says, no. Now, Gidi sinews, but what it means, what the Rebbe explains here, it's, he says, He says, this way of understanding, which is explained that even if it's in the airspace, it's not considered Menamokaf, that's, that doesn't make sense. Why shouldn't it be considered Menamokaf? Since as you're pulling it out, what's going to happen? It's, it's never pristine. Water's going to be dripping down as you're pulling it out from the bore. Therefore, it's going to... Shouldn't it be considered already like Mechubar? So obviously it should be considered Menamokaf. In other words, what Reb Zira is saying is, is that if you're pulling it out and it's in the airspace of the bore, no one would say that's not minamukaf because it naturally will be spilling and considered already, if you like, connected to it. So therefore, the way to understand it is the first way of the dechia, that what the Rebbe Shimon Gamliel says, it's minamukaf if it's within the airspace. That's why I have to do echad echad. I call it trum while it's in the airspace. And Rebbe says, no, even if as long as it's in the same uh, press, if you like, in the same space, uh, that's why I can take them all out and call it truma because it's, that's considered still, still minamukaf. So in other words, Rebbe's being the more meiku shita. Okay, with that we say hadran lach, okhlin arai, hadran lach, okhlin arai, hadran lach, okhlin arai. And just note at the time, we'll um, try and speed up a little bit. Okay. Shnei nashim shasu shtei kavim. Let's have got two women that make two kav. Venagu zeh bazeh. Afilu hen min echad, even if they're one min, they're pturim. Because it's two nashim, owned by two different people. The samshin is zeh makbirot zeh zeh, we'll get to that in a second. And therefore they're not, they're not mitzdaref. Okay. If they're owned by one woman, then we say, if it's if it's the same type, we have to say what the same type is, Gemara's going to explain that, then it's chayv, then the two cover mitzdaref, and they would, it would make, generate a chayv to separate chala. If it's shalom mino, it's pato. So that Mishnah asks, what's going to be mino? This is the Mishnah here. So wheat only... Combines with uh, spelt, okay. That's considered min b'mino. Asori mitzdarf imakol chutz min achitin. So the when it comes to bal, that's mitzdarf in everything except for chitin. And Rabbi Yochanan Midori says v'shara meaning one of the rest of the, the rest of the minim they're mitzdarf im zeh im zeh. They're all mitzdarf with one another. What's interesting here is not clear what the chachamim say regarding the shara minim. That's what the Gemara is going to address towards the end of the daf. Let's continue. So I'm Rabbi Yochanan. 
What are we? What's the the grounds for the Shtei Nashim versus Ishaicha with uh, two Kav joining one another or not, whether they combine? According to Rabbi Yochanan, he says it, the whole basis is on whether they're makbidot, whether the person's makbid, whether these two things join. So therefore, he says that's stam isha. The reason why with one woman we say they combine if it's mimimino, is because it ain't no makbed. She doesn't mind if the two jo- those are sort of joining into one another. And shtayim two women. Then the reason why we say they're not mitzvah because they're makbidot. So therefore, isha echad he makbedet. If we're talking about one woman who's makbid on these two dos, then it can, should be considered like or say takishtei And if it's shtei nashim she ain't no makbidot, if we're talking about two women that are not makbid on one another. Then they should have the din of Ishaichat. In other words, it's not a din in the number of women that are involved in their or the owners of the dough. It's a din on Hakbada. That's what Rabbi Yochanan is bringing out of the Mishnah. The reason why Mishnah is different between Ishaichat and Shtenashin is simply because Minastam Shtenashin Makbidot and Ishaichat isn't Makbid. Okay. So the Gemara asks, Imenu Makbidot, if we're doing with Ishaichat, one woman, we said Minastam according to Rabbi Yochanan and Ishaichat is Enu Makbidot. She doesn't mind the two doughs are coming together. Well, if that's the case, Lami Osata Bishtemakomot, why did she produce the dough in two batches? I mean, if she wasn't Makbedah, she didn't mind the two doughs coming together, then she should just produce it all together. Isn't the fact that she produces separately, doesn't that indicate that she is Makbedah? So then why should it be, then why should the two doughs combine? So Amrav says, that she simply didn't have enough space to produce all the dough together. In other words, it wasn't a large enough kneading dough, but kneading bowl. I mean, she wanted to produce a lot of dough, but she didn't have a large enough kneading bowl. That's why she produced in two batches, but she's not Makbedah. Ah, so the Gemara now says, Milter Biochan Amra, Hayalamakom, Hechanalush, Vihi Osata, Beshtek Mekomot, then Makpedati. So we can learn therefore from Yona. If she did have a large enough kneading bowl, for example, to produce all the two cub in one go, but nonetheless she produced it separately, then that is an indication through her actions that she is Makbid on these two doors, not touching each other. So even then, we say by Ishaichat, then those two doors wouldn't combine with one another. In other words, we can see from her actions, we can derive from her actions whether she's Makbid or not. Okay, let's continue. Naki bekeva. If we're talking about two different types of dough, one's a beautiful, uh, from a, uh, a clean, nice bread versus patkeva, which it says a subpar dough. Then we said also, despite the fact that it'd be made by one woman, that's as if she's makbedet. She's particular about the not joining, and therefore they would not combine. Okay. Amralaza shteideot also nashim. This is about a nachtom. And a nachtom, if, even if it's made by one person, but he's making it for two different women, as we said before, that these two women gave flour, and then it's they're minastam they makbedet, and therefore they wouldn't combine. Now Shmuel says, okay, Shmuel Ba Abba, the way Reb Chaim explains it, he says actually he doesn't hold like Reb Yochan. He says the shtei nashim never combine. It's a din in the nashim, not just for hakbada. Now the question is, and therefore he asks, if you have a nacht on one person making it for shtei nashim, do we still say? That it's two women, no matter what, they're not they're not going to miss tariff. Or do we say that now I can now entertain the question of whether they're makbid on, on one another or not? Okay, that's a question because again, according to Rabbi Yochanan, Hakpada is the key that's underpinning this all the svarat that's underpinning this whole Mishnah. According to Shmuel Baraba, he says no, it's actually a din and nashim. So therefore, if it's one nacht of preparing for shtei nashim, do we still say oh shtei nashim? Forget it. Two different owners. It's an ownership issue. They don't miss tariff. Or do we say now, since it's prepared by one person, well, maybe the hakbara can uh, is is a factor to consider whether they can buy them.
Okay, let's continue. Yeshrim shem chibur b'chala v'ein chibur b'tvoyom. Chibur b'tvoyom v'ein chibur b'chala. So you have certain things that are chibur for chala and not chibur for tvoyom. In other words, does combine or doesn't combine? You'll see in a minute. We'll go through all these cases and certain things. Other things chibur b'tvoyom v'ein chibur l'chala. So how does this work? How what what are things that are chibur l'chala? Datanin and bizman shehem shel isha echaat. If we said in our mishnah that if there belongs to one woman, min b'mino is chayv b'shlobi mino is pato. But we find that it's a chibur l'tvuyom. If this is talking about a kohen who's collecting his chala from lots of different women, and this is a mission from Tulyom, and he collects it in the same basket, and they end up biting into one another. Beit Shammai says chibur b'tvuyom. It's chibur b'tvuyom, meaning if a tvuyom touches it, a tvuyom is a person who went to mikvah. He was tamer, and he's went till nightfall to become fully tar. It's a shein l'tuma. If he touches one of them, one of these bits of chala, because the chala is like truma, it will puzzle all of them. It's considered if they're all, com- they're all combined. But else there's any chibur, they're not considered connected. Ah, so you see that what? Whether nashuch bedat or lechalek is considered chibur or not. In other words, here we see that according to Beit Hillel, ain't nashuch chibur letvoyom. However, we say that if it was min bemino by, by chala, the dose, even if I was going to separate it, it does consider combined. Okay? So that, that's where we see it's chibur lechala, Despite the fact I'm dato lechalek, if they're biting one to another and it's nashuch, we say, oh, then it's considered as if it's chibur. However, we saw Beit Hillel that says if the coins collect all, all these different places and they're biting into one another and his intention to pull them apart, it's not a chibur for tul yom, the, only the, the piece of chala that the coin touches, that's the one that will be considered pasul. What's the other case? How do we see the flip side? Now we're talking about something else. It says, but yom, where do we say but full yom it is a chibur and chaler it's not a chibur? So we've got basar kodesh that the source of it started to congeal over the edge of it. Now basar kodesh is lots of little pieces, and we've got the crusting over of this source that's covering over the whole thing. We say it doesn't impact the full yom doesn't puzzle the pieces underneath it. In other words, it's not mechaber if you like the uh, it doesn't puzzle all the pieces of of, of kodesh. However. Ha, the kippah itself, kola kippah, the entire like congealed over source, despite the fact I'm going to separate all these pieces and give it to different kainim. I'm going to give it to different people. That nonetheless, the whole kippah is going to be pasul. So in other words, afal pi shadato lechalek, it's still considered chibu. Okay. Now we say, what about bechala? We says bechala, it's, it's a difference. If someone makes dough, in order to, it, to separate it for different, different people, then it's it's not a chibur. So you see here the opposite case. With the kippah, despite the fact that I was going to pull apart all these pieces of meat and give it to different koanim, the kippah, the crust, the rabbi is considered chibur, but despite the fact I'm going to chalak. And for chalak, it's the opposite. Chalak, we said if this baker is making all this dough and it's a dot lechalak to give it to all the different women, again, the assumption is. It's, uh, it was given to given to him because we saw it before, but Baker's just making all this dough, dough en masse. Assuming he might be able to sell it, that's a different story because he might not sell it, therefore it's, it, would be, it would be combined. But here, if the intention was to, to separate it, it's not mechaber. So we see it's a chibur l'tvuyom and chibur l'chala. Okay, let's just finish the, the daf. Mayu shayarata. Now, if we go back to the Mishnah, We've still got questions about Shibula, Shual, and Shifon. Because again, so Orin is mitzarfi menakol is is mitzarfi menakol chutz minachitit. Okay, Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri says all the other minim mitzarfim zeh zeh. Now the question is, what about shifon and shibot shual? What according to Chachamim? 
So there's two ways of explaining it. Rapuna Amar im Amma Omer et Hashifon min kosmin mitzafim enachitim. So here, what this does, I'll explain this all outside because I've already gone quite a bit over time, is this relates to what we saw in the beginning of Masechta. There was a debate, is, between Chachamim and, uh, yeah, Rabbi Shmael, Ben Osher, Rabbi Osher, Rabbi Yochan, and Ben Bruka, whether all these five minim are independent minim, or whether Shibola Chual is min Saorin, and Shifon is min Kusmin. That was a debate. So therefore, it make a difference. If you're like the Rabbana, that are really only three minim and two are really subspecies of another, then we can say that then then shifon if shifon mikosmin and shibol shol is min sorin im can shifon mitstarafim akosmin. Shifon is really kosmin, so it's going to be starafim akosmin. Uvi shibol shual enu mitstaraf and but shibol shual so urim which not mitstaraf in a chitim wouldn't mitstaraf with a which here you can see shibol shual wouldn't mitstaraf in a shifon. What do you mitstaraf in a shifon? And that's Rabbi Yochan Benuris comes to be cholak in the old mitzvah with one another. However, if you hold like Rabbi Shmuel, this is the part that's not mentioned here, but the the, the grind inserts it. He says if you hold like Rabbi Shmuel Benosha Rabbi Yochanan, they're all independent minim. They're all, they're all independent, meaning they wouldn't start with one, one another at all. Okay? And Rabbi Yochanan has come along and says it wouldn't start. Okay? Fine. We'll stop here because we've gone over time, but next we pick on Rabbi Yochanan. Okay.